Hello and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies with your speaker, Chris McCann. If you'd like more information or to hear more studies, visit our website at www.ebiblefellowship.com. And now, with your evening Bible study, here's Chris McCann. Good evening and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Bible Study in the Book of Genesis. Tonight is study number 7 of Genesis chapter 5. And we're going to be looking at verses 9 through 11. And Enos lived 90 years and begat Canaan. And Enos lived after he begat Canaan 815 years and begat sons and daughters. And all the days of Enos were 905 years and he died. Now, at this point, God is presenting another aspect to the calendar. We've seen from Adam to Seth, and then Seth to Enos, that it was an immediate father-son relationship. But here the Lord introduces not an immediate father-son relationship, but a later descendant from Enos, who is Canaan, um, will become the new calendar reference patriarch. That is, it'll go from Enos, not to Enos's direct son, his immediate son, but it will go to Canaan, who is in the line of Enos, in the family of Enos, but Canaan will not be born until the year that Enos dies. And, and again, this, um, results in a calendar that gives us a far greater number of years than the calendar of Bishop Usher or the, the accepted calendar of the corporate church and that many, um, church theologians have accepted as the accurate calendar of history. And it's not. It's incorrect. The accurate calendar from from this point until God gives us further notice, and he will, once again, when, when we get a little um, more into the calendar, begin to work with father and son for a short period of time before then transitioning once more to... This idea of end-to-end, or um, these later generations, these later descendants. So here in verse 9 of Genesis 5, Enos lived 90 years and begat Canaan. Now let's just look at the numbers that the Lord gives us, the, the number 90. 90 is 3 times 3 times 10. Number 3 indicates God's purpose and 10 completeness. And when Enos was 90 years old, he begat Canaan. Yet, the way God has concealed the actual calendar is by leading the reader to assume that Canaan was born when Enos was 90 years old. And that's not correct. That is the error that Bishop Usher's calendar and other calendars 
that are are pretty close um, to the 4,000 years for the Old Testament period have fallen into. That's the trap and the snare God has set for the reader. Because we immediately think that, that begat means born, that Canaan was born when Enos was 90 years old. And no, what it means is that someone who will later be in the line of Canaan, or or look at it this way, that Enos had, let's say, three sons, and Canaan of course, does not come from all three sons. He comes from the line of one of the three sons. So when Enos was 90 years old, let's just make up a name. Let's say John. When Enos was 90 years old, he had his third son named John. And then John will have children, and John's children will have children, and one of John's grandchildren would be Canaan. Canaan is not a son or descendant of Enos's other two sons, John, James, and uh, Zechariah. He's not a descendant of James or Zechariah. He's a descendant of John, who was born to Enos when... Enos was 90 years old. Uh, okay, I, now now you can understand why God says when Enos was 90 years old, he begat Canaan, because Canaan will later spring from the son born to Enos when Enos was 90. And, and also God wrote it this way, to lead people astray and to mislead as God is wont to do and does do practically everywhere in the Bible in just numerous ways. God will allow the person reading to make a false assumption which will lead them from the truth. And and he does this with doctrine. He he does this with salvation. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. People quickly make the wrong assumption. I have to believe and I'll be saved. It's how God wrote the Bible. And of course, you know, at this late stage of earth's history and this late stage of, of God's people as the Lord has opened up the scriptures and, and there has been much teaching on the Bible itself, as as the Word of God has covered the earth, as the waters cover the sea, uh, the vast majority of God's elect are aware of how God wrote the Bible. Of course, there are hundreds of millions, as many as two billion perhaps, that are ignorant and unaware of how God wrote the Bible, that God is verily a God that hideth himself, that he wrote the Bible as a giant parable, a mystery to be solved, and and God hid truth like buried treasure in all the scripture. And the church is ignorant of that. They're under a delusion that the Bible's an easy book to understand, and, and it's so easy that, that God has confounded them 
on practically every point of doctrine that they hold. That that was sarcasm. But uh, as far as God's elect are concerned, for the most part, the elect that are familiar with the word of God, of course, there's elect that are out there in the world that God saved and they don't have Bibles and they may not be familiar with this. But God's people who are under the hearing of the word of God have come to realize that this method that God is laying out in the book of Genesis with the genealogies, the genealogies will be the biblical calendar of history, is a familiar method. Misdirection. Like a magician. How does the magician perform his magic trick? Sleight of hand. He directs your eye to his left hand while his right hand is actually doing something that you're not observant to. And likewise, God here is directing the mind's eye to Enos had Canaan or begat Canaan, age 90. The mind's eye of the reader draws a conclusion that will result in 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 accuracy it it will it will not be correct and yet if you follow the illusion as it were the sleight of hand that god is doing it goes on to say in verse 10 and enos lived after he begat canaan 815 years and begat sons and daughters now again the 815 doesn't really lead us anywhere Although, we can look at the number itself, and 815 breaks down to 5 times 163. And as far as I'm aware, 165 uh, times 163, 5 is the number of atonement, but 163 is insignificant, or it's a number we lack understanding of its spiritual meaning. And and 815 does not in itself fit into the calendar. The, the the 90 years is not what we're to look at. That was misdirection. The 815 years is not um, something that we're, we're going to add to the calendar. No, but it's the next number in verse 11. And all the days of Enos were 900 and five years and he died. Now there is the number. 905. Spiritually again, five times, or, or we, if we break it down, five times 181. Five, the number of atonement, 181. Another number that, uh, as far as I know, has no significance, or at least has no significance that we understand presently. But as far as the biblical calendar of history is concerned, 905 is the important number, not 90, not 815, but the combination of 90 plus 815 is 905, and that's the number that um, that is added to our calendar. From creation until Adam was 130, that was the first calendar reference 130. Then, when Seth, who was born when Adam was 130, was 105, he begat 
Enos and called his name Enos, so it was an immediate father-son. And therefore, when the world was 235 years old, 130 plus 105, Enos was, was born. And now we're told uh, the lifespan of Enos was 905. So uh, it, uh, as we're laying out the calendar, we, we add 905 to the number 235. And we come up with the number 1140. When Enos died, when Enos reached the age of 905 and he died, it was the year 1140 from creation. And again, it's the year 1140 from creation. We're not at this point going to uh, make the adjustment and tie it in. We know creation was 11,013 B.C. And we're not going to do that at this point. We just want to see the timeline from Adam and how far we can carry it, take it down through history. And then once we have the timeline all worked out, then at that point we'll make the attempt to align it with our calendar, the calendar that we understand. And and we'll see how we do that. But but again, that's for a, a future study. Right now we... We're just following the Bible's calendar. And it, and at this point in history, it is the year 1140 from the creation of the world. Enos has died in this year. And of course, Adam, who lived to be 930, he died a little bit over a hundred years earlier. And Seth, um, he, let's see, is Seth still alive? Um, he, he, he could be, I, I'm not sure. But, but it, at this point in 1140, Canaan is born. And, and Canaan is the fourth generation from Adam. Adam, Seth, Enos, and then Canaan. And Canaan is born in the year 1140. It says in verse 12 of Genesis chapter 5, And Canaan lived 70 years and begat Mahalalel. And Canaan lived after he begat Mahalalel 840 years and begat sons and daughters. And all the days of Canaan were 910 years and he died. Now, this format is very similar to what we just read in verses 9 through 11 with Enos to Canaan. Now, God is following the identical line. The statements are very identical, uh, very similar, if not identical. In verse 12, Canaan lived 70 years and begat Mahalalel. And the number 70 would would be 7 times 10, 7 pointing to perfection, 10 to completeness. We're going to find that that all the numbers in this section are interesting numbers. 
that have spiritual significance that we do understand. And so 70, 7 times 10, Canaan then begat Mahalalil. Now, what does that mean, that he begat Mahalalil? Let's see if we can remember this and get a hold of this. When Canaan was 70 years old, he begat Mahalalil. Was Mahalalil born at that time? No. No. But Canaan, notice God said he had sons and daughters. Canaan had a wife who gave birth to a son. Let's call his name Joseph. And and I'm making that name up. But let's say that Canaan had a son named Joseph, and he would be son number one of a dozen. Um, Canaan would go on to have 11 more children. But Mahalalil would be a descendant of Joseph, the son that Canaan had when he was 70 years old. Mahalalil is not a descendant of any of the other 11 sons. You see how it works and and why God says that when Canaan was 70, he begat Mahalalil. Because at that point, a son was born to Canaan who would eventually in his line, have a son and a, and another son, and, and finally Mahalalil would be born. He would be a grandson or even a great-grandson. And yet it would be through the line that could be traced back to the son that Canaan had when he was 70 years old. That's how God is able to make this statement, and of course it's a perfectly correct statement. As God uses the word beget or begat in the Bible, it can apply to a later generation just like Jesus is the son of David. Not a direct son, but a son many, many hundreds of years later in the line of David. And and so that's what's going on here. Then in verse 13, And Canaan lived after he begat Mahalalel, 840 years and begat sons and daughters. So Canaan lived 70, begat the son who uh, later on Mahalalel would come through. And then God gives us the number 840. And 840, we can see, um, could be broken down to 10 times 84. And remember, 84 is a number that identifies with great tribulation the uh, 23-year actual Great Tribulation period was 8,400 days. The three and a half days, the two witnesses were lying dead in the street, 84 hours and and so forth. So, uh, you know, why do I even uh, give you the numbers? Because I, I find it helpful to sort of jot them down Because you never know, we may not have an understanding of the spiritual meaning of an individual or of a couple of verses at this point, but a later time, when you're going through something else, another passage, and you're comparing scripture and it leads you back here, and then you happen to see the comment of 10 times 84, 
and and then all of a sudden it clicks with something else you're working on and it, it turns out to be helpful. But here, um, the 840 years, again, the 840 is not what's added to the biblical calendar, just like 70 years is not what's added, but it's the combination of those two numbers, 70 plus 840, that gives us the final tally in verse 14. And all the days of Canaan were 910 years, and he died. And again, 910, a very interesting number spiritually. It can be broken down to 7 times 10 times 13. 7 times 10 times 13. The number of perfection, 10 completeness, 13 the end of the world. And that put together with that reference to 840. And so certainly we can see that God is relating Canaan, this particular Bible reference calendar patriarch, in some way to the Great Tribulation, in some way to the end of the world, based upon the numbers that he's using. And and each one of the numbers, the 70 years, 840 years, and total of 910, has significance that can be tied in to the time of the end. Even 70, 7 times 10, remember, from the flood was 7,000 years, which is 7 times multiples of 10, times 10, times 10, times 10. And and you have 7,000, and that takes you to Judgment Day. So, again, at this point, with limited information about the person, Canaan, and the individual he begat, Mahalalil, we may not understand the full spiritual picture, but the the numbers are uh, interesting and, and perhaps can be helpful at some point. So we make note of it. Now, as far... As the timeline, when Enos died, it was the year 1140, and now God is telling us that Canaan, who was born when that year Enos died in 1140, has lived his life, and he lived a life 910 years long, and then he died. And, and again, all the, the, the lifetime of Canaan, it, the the calendar was tied to him, and and just as the flood came in Noah's six hundredth year, if any event were of significance or of importance to the people of that time, it would have been identified with his lifetime, the one hundredth year of Canaan, the five hundredth year of Canaan, and, and so forth, but. But when Canaan died uh, at the age of 910, it was the year 2050-2050. The year 2050 from creation. It just We take the previous number, 1140, and add 910, and we come to 2,050 years from the creation of the world from the time that God uh, made the whole world and, and formed Adam of the dust of the ground until this point 
in Genesis 5, verse 14, when the Lord tells us that all the days of Canaan were 910, at, at, at that time, the world was 2,050 years old. And that's a pretty long period of time. I mean, just look at our, uh, our, our current date. We're in the year 2016 AD. Of course, the calendar is off. Jesus wasn't born 2016 years ago, but in 7 BC. And so, uh, to, to get the actual, uh, time since the birth of Christ, we add 7 to 2016 and we come up with 2023. Then we minus one because there was no year zero in the calendar and we are 2022 years from the the birth of Christ in the year 7 BC 2022 years is not quite 2050 and, and yet we can look back from our present time all the way to the birth of Christ and and it seems like a tremendously long period of time to us and and uh, time hasn't changed it's still the same 24 hours a month a lunar month is still the same length of time of 29.530 days a year uh, now as well as in ancient times was 365.2422 days and and so they lived 2050 years from the creation to the time of Canaan's death and and, and the old testament history is just getting underway isn't it we haven't even gotten to the flood as yet the flood it will be after 6000 years of history so there's there's over 4000 years or or uh, actually a little under 4000 more years to go until we reach even the flood and and the flood is so ancient to us today but you see this this is the timeline that God established for Old Testament history. It, it was um, quite uh, a long space of time. It necessarily had to be so a man could develop on the earth and, and things could unfold. Uh, events could occur according to God's timetable for things. And so uh, we're really given a special privilege and it's a blessing that we can have the accurate calendar the accurate timeline for the history of this world and and it is uh, a wonderful blessing not only that we are given it by God but that we recognize it and understand it especially when we live in a world that is so uh, willingly ignorant of it and, and desire us not to know it, and a world that teaches the fanciful figure of billions of years of age, uh, just, just to put the idea of creation as far away from them as possible. You know, the, they're under some sort of delusion that by saying something is billions and billions and billions of years old, you, you can push it so far into the past that it, it, uh, basically answers the question of where everything began and came from. It doesn't. It's just pushing off their 
ultimate problem and insurmountable difficulty of where did everything originate and begin from and and just pushing it so far back that they hope no one will ever think to ask. But that's not the child of God's problem. By God's grace, he has granted us the the understanding to see the correct timeline for the history of the world. And, and it really is uh, something for us to be thankful about. Thanks for joining us for eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies. You can hear these studies Monday through Friday over PalTalk, Skype, eBible Fellowship's webcast audio, or over your phone. For more information or to hear other studies, visit www.ebiblefellowship.com. Until our next study, may the Lord's perfect will be done.